Welcome to Content Inspire, a podcast focused on sharing good people doing great things within the sports nutrition and fitness industry. Welcome to Content Inspire. I'm your host, Andrew Calvino, and today I have the legend and badass with me, Andrew Lewis. And um, like I said, he is a badass, and I'll certainly let you introduce yourself to the listeners, my man. What's up, guys? My name is Andy Lewis or Andrew Lewis, whichever, you know, when people want to call me. But yeah, I'm stoked to be on this podcast. I don't think we've had much time to talk before. I know we met once back in January, right? At Jacob's thing? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that was a fun party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome, time. man. Yeah, 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 that was great. I met a bunch of awesome people in the supplement industry that night. But yeah, this is this should be fun, dude. Yeah, thank you for giving your time to me and the listeners just to share your story and who you are. Because I have a feeling when people hear what you're about, um, they'll ultimately go after it. <laughs> I hope so, man. That's the whole point. And just dropping right in, just starting off is like, what is your why? Ugh, my why, honestly, my why comes from kind of a selfish standpoint. I grew up suffering from depression, got bullied a lot, had lack of confidence and just overall kind of a shit upbringing. And the older I got, the more I became obsessed with finding new ways to to cope with existing, so to say, you know, as mm-hmm. that sounds kind of dark, but that was really it, man. I just couldn't. It was extremely hard just to cope day to day. So I just started reading as much as possible studying people that I admired, just trying to find a solution. And during that process, I, I did find ways to improve. And I knew what it felt like to just be at the bottom of the barrel. And I wanted to help other people get out of that. So my why kind of comes from my own suffering. And I want to help other people better themselves in the process. That's an incredible why, my man. <laughs> Thank <Real>. you. <laughs> coming coming from like a raw, real, honest place and you just wanting to better yourself and get out of that. And then now that you are doing incredible, amazing things are able to give back and help other people. That's so really that's what dope. it's about, man. Like even with um, North, which I'm sure we'll dive into or anything else that I do. Whenever I write things up or I'm talking on video or even doing this podcast, it's coming straight from personal experiences. So even if I'm mailing, sending an email out to the mailing list, you know, I'm, I'm giving a story, but that story is pretty personal, you know, and I'm pretty much just talking to myself, working things out. And in the process, I share it with other people in hopes that it will help them do the same thing. Okay. And I'm, I'm very, very curious. How did you discover Norse mythology? I grew up, in it pretty much so my mom her whole side of the family is from norway pretty much right off the boat and then my dad we have some norwegian in us as well on that side and i've just always been obsessed with norse mythology the sagas thor odin hearing stories about how say thor fought the midgard serpent which is jormungandr and you know it's this giant serpent that wraps around the entire earth with his tail in the mouth and just kind of visualizing one man willing to take on a monster like that 
it inspired me at, at a very young age, you know, and like I said, I didn't have much confidence growing up. So I would read this kind of stuff and I almost felt a part of it because like I said, that's my ancestry. And I always just found a source of motivation from it. And then the older I get, I mean, I still, you know, I'm obsessed with this. I'm kind of, kind of how some people are obsessed with superheroes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just obsessed with Norse mythology or really any of just ancient tribal type things. I just, I have a huge fascination with it. Okay. And dropping another quick question your way is when you started Norse fitness, um, did you ever see the brand being what it is today? Absolutely not. (laughs) 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 Not even, not in a million years, man. So when I started Norse, it was pretty much what I said earlier. I was in a really rough place. I was at the bottom of the barrel. Um, my My depression was through the roof. And I, I needed to find a solution. And at the time I was in a band, a hardcore band, and we toured a lot. I pretty much drank whiskey every damn day. I barely ate food. I definitely wasn't working out. And I was miserable. So I started working out as a trying to find a solution, if anything, you know, and it was the solution. It did make me feel better. And I just, quickly became obsessed with that. But the issue was that I didn't identify with the people that were in the gym. So I'm from Panama City, Florida, and it's really just a bunch of douchebags. You know, not everyone's a douchebag, but <laughs> most of the people there suck, man. They, they're they awful. Just they'll, quick it, they'll catch a quick bicep pump before going out to the nightclub. But, you know, they don't really give a shit about self-improvement. They're just worried about getting laid, which is cool and all, but that shouldn't be your main priority. Um, so whenever I started working out, I was like, fuck, I, I want a community. I want to identify with something that will maybe like motivate me to do more of this, but I can't identify with these fucking people. So Norse was created for that purpose. It was to start a community and pretty much be like, hey, this is what we're doing. It's not what you guys are doing, and that's okay. So I had a recording interface. And I traded that recording interface to my buddy, Mike, that was a screen printer for the first 25 Norse tank tops. And I pretty much sold those for like $10 a piece for a year. And, you know, I'd get more made and slowly started to catch on. And then people in Panama City were wearing them. I was getting asked to ship them across the country, just word of mouth. And I did that for a while. Then finally, I came with a bright idea to start a social media. You know, so I created Instagram. I threw up that tank top had a lot of interest in it. I was like, well, maybe I'll get another t-shirt made and same thing. And it just kept growing from there, man. And now, you know, it is what it is today, but it, I never intended it for it to even be a business in the very beginning. It was just more of a group and a community, so to say. That is so sick. Thank you for sharing that with me and yeah. the listeners and guys, wherever you're listening at home or whatever the case may be, um, Norse fitness just started organically, just wanting to have a community, wanting to have something that represents you in the gym, your values, whatever. And so basically, if it starts something organic from there, from a good place, it could turn into something really amazing. So, yo, that's dope, dude. Thanks, man. I think that's the, from like a business perspective, you know, we see a lot of people starting businesses now because it's super easy. You can pretty much just make an Instagram account and consider yourself a business owner, not a real one, but you know, you you have this idea that you are and Mm -hmm. people are going into it with 100% selfish reasons. They don't actually go into 
starting a business to provide value to other people. They do it because they're like, oh, I like this idea for a t-shirt. So other people will as well. And it's like, well, that's just a t-shirt. Like what is, there's a million t-shirts out there. Like what is, why is this any different than other people? And they go, oh, oh. you know, they, they give you some cliche bullshit, but there's not actually any value behind it. So yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, you can start organic, but you better have like a good reason right from the get go of how you're going to help people in that process. Okay. And then um, dropping another quick question your way is what is the biggest piece of advice you can give to someone who might be afraid to go after it or after what they want? You just have to get out of your own goddamn way. I mean, that's really all it is. And I think that's what holds most people back the most is they stay in their own way. You know, they allow negative self-talk to seep in and grab control of them. And they start thinking that they can't do anything like start a business or maybe compete in a sport or anything of the sort. So you just really have to have that. Why, why, why am I doing this that way? When that negative self-talk and your ego starts standing in your way, it's like, well, yeah, it would suck, you know, kind of putting yourself out there as an example, you put yourself out there and you immediately start thinking, well, what are other people going to think? That's you standing in your own way. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to have that why and that purpose. And once you have that, that's bigger than you. So it doesn't really matter what the fuck your ego says. You're still going to go about it either way because you know that you're helping other people in the process. So it's bigger than you. And you have a responsibility to do that. Like, I think we all have a responsibility to help each other. So that's kind of my advice for anyone that really just wants to get started. You just have to get started and eliminate all negative self-talk as much as possible. Okay. And I want to pivot and talk about, um, you just started your podcast recently, right? In regards to the Norse mentality. Yeah. Yeah. A few weeks ago, a month ago, something like that. Boom. How has your experience been being a podcast host and sharing your thoughts and your opinions and all of that on a brand new platform? <laughs> it's fucking nerve wracking. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, I, we recorded an episode the other day and one of the questions, cause we're doing a kind of Q and a style with the newer mm-hmm. episodes that haven't been released yet. But one of the questions was, do you ever have imposter syndrome? And I just started laughing when I read the question <clears throat> do I not have imposter syndrome? Like anytime I record these damn podcasts or do a video or anything, like there's that voice in my head trying to get in the way, you know? So yeah, I mean, every time I post a new episode, of course, like I'm beating myself up, I'm tearing myself up about it. I'm like, you said this too many times, or you shouldn't have said this. And I'm just, you know, but now I just laugh about it. I'm, we still put out the content either way. It's just a learning experience and each episode it's getting easier and easier. So yeah, no, it's been fun. It's definitely been nerve wracking though, but it's probably one of my main priorities moving forward as far as the brand goes. Okay. That's dope. I'll certainly link down the podcast down below in case anyone wants to check it out. Thank you. Boom. And then um, there's a phrase or shirt that you designed um, that says abandon modern culture. What made you decide that modern culture is weakening us as a society or as a whole? I'm just, I'm curious. To yeah. See that mind. Yeah. That, that, those three words really piss some people off and it inspires other people. Like it's crazy what that t-shirt has done, but 
I would say abandoned modern culture. My whole philosophy on that started in high school, actually, when I was about 14 years old. I remember sitting on the school bus, <clears throat> so I wasn't even driving yet. I was sitting on the school bus, and there's these two kids, and they were kind of going at it, but there was just a bunch of threats, you know? And I started thinking about how these kids probably weren't going to fight because of the repercussions involved, you know, like where I went to school at, especially starting that time period, that year, if you even got into a scruffle, like you went to jail, you know, they were sitting 14 year olds to jail for just kind of throwing hands a little bit. And I just remember thinking how ridiculous that was, not because I enjoyed fighting or even that I encouraged fighting, but I also understand that it's just a natural human instinct, especially among young males, you know, testosterone start to fire up and they just, it, it's almost healthy in my opinion to a certain extent. But I remember thinking to myself, this is modern culture. Like they want people to become weak. They want people to lose confidence and it's going to end up ruining us as a society and as a culture. So fast forward 10 or so years, whenever Norse is a thing, and I was driving in the car and I was trying to, you know, I was just brainstorming different business ideas and the abandoned culture idea popped into my head. So I just ran with that, man. But yeah, a hundred percent, pretty much everywhere that you turn, you have things being shoved down your throat about how you need to be softer. You know, we, we have to go against natural human instinct. Even I, I mean, I hate to sound harsh, but even like fat shaming, I don't think it's okay to make fun of make fun of anyone or bully anyone. But at the same time, like if you have a friend or a family member that is obese, you know, like 400 plus pounds, it shouldn't be socially acceptable to be like, you're perfect just the way you are now. Like that's, that's a complete opposite of being helpful to someone, you know, but that's the way that's how bad it's gotten in modern culture is anything that will remotely offend someone else is considered bad. But that's the thing is we're completely different people, you know, with different identities, different theories and ideas and perspectives on things. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And when you start limiting that, you do start weakening society as a whole and culture in general. Okay. And then, um, some people say that social media has helped them skyrocket their business or personal brand to another, to the next level. But I know that at one point you deleted all of your social media and took a break. I, how important, yeah, how important was it for you at that moment to take a break from social media? I had to take a break from social media. There was no ifs or buts about it. I, I, I don't. I like social media for business. I for business media. That's what I consider it. I don't use personal social media for anything nowadays. And whenever I deleted all my social media, all my personal social media, it was because I just I thought it was toxic. You know, it was. I wasted too much time on there. It was messing with me mentally and emotionally. You know, I was going through a breakup and some other just rough times. And social media was doing the complete opposite of helping me. You know, it was making the situation worse just mentally. Like I couldn't get a grip because I didn't have any clarity because my mind was always being force fed. This just honestly garbage. Very rarely do you find anything worth value on social media nowadays. So yeah, I, I just deleted it, man. I, I, never looked back on it. And honestly, it wasn't until Jacob's 
supplement party that we met at that I decided to make a social media again. And the only reason for that was because, you know, I was networking with people and they'd be like, what's your Instagram? I'm like, well, I don't have one. And so I kind of realized like, well, you have to have one in today's society, especially if you're a business owner, Mm -hmm. but it needs to be controlled. Like I only check social media at noon. I'll run through the messages, the comments, maybe make a post and then I get off and then I'll check it again around five. And then I get off again. And very rarely am I on social media outside of those time frames. And it's just because I think it's a really poor way of time management and you're cluttering your head with just garbage. And when you eliminate social media and all these distractions, you end up having better business ideas and just ideas in general improve. Okay. Um, I understand where you're coming from in regards to, um, so in regards to being, I don't want to say addicted, but basically like you're attached to social media, you're attached to what are you going to post next? The likes, this, that, and there is, there are certain aspects of my job where I have to have my social media, Right. but if I had a choice, I wouldn't, I would just put these podcast episodes out there and just let them grow organically. I wouldn't even post about it. And I would just go from there. Right. So you, you use it for the same reason, man. You use it for business media, you know, which yep. that, that means that you're not being controlled by it. Whenever people use it for personal reasons, they are being controlled by the people that created the app. You know, so we we utilize it. And I think it's a beautiful tool for business and for networking and for community. It's all very beneficial. But whenever you catch yourself just aimlessly scrolling for 30 minutes to an hour to multiple hours every day, that is time where you could be improving yourself in other aspects, but instead you're choosing to just fill your mind and mental capacity with just useless information, really, you know? Yeah. Um, so dropping another quick question your way, how's the collaboration or business relationship been with TNS Jacob Davis? It's been amazing. So Jacob is actually, he's on the Norse mentality. Now he's my co-host in the upcoming episodes. And, my and Jacob's business relationship started because he had the idea for Focus, which is our kind of like neurotropic supplement. And mm-hmm. he had the idea for it. And he's like, hey, I think this would work really well for Norse because we use a bunch of different herbs that are usually found in Northern Europe and they've been using them for thousands of years. So it aligns with Norse mythology and stuff like that. I'm, okay, cool. And I'm not a huge supplement person, but I do mm-hmm. like the benefits that focus was going to give people as far as alertness, clarity, and the mood elevation is probably the main aspect of that formula that I really enjoy. You just become more down to earth, you have clarity, and you have enough energy where you feel more alert, but it's not overwhelming. You don't get jitters and your anxiety doesn't shoot through the roof. So we ran with focus just because we figured it was going to be, you know, a cool idea and it ended up taking off really well. And, you know, we sold out pretty quickly. We're working on a second flavor now, including getting a restock for the new one or for the old flavor. And yeah, I mean, it's growing, man. Now we're probably going to end up doing multiple supplements. I don't know what they are yet, but since this one did so well, we have other people, we have customers asking for just a more variety to choose from. So, you know, there might be some other products in the future. 
Okay. Yeah, I do remember being on that IG live where people were giving suggestions in regards to flavors for the next focus. Yeah. Has anything been decided? Or are you? Still yes. So we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna go with a honey apple cider, is what it's gonna be called. Okay. Yeah. So okay. the apple definitely more like spring filling. It's refreshing, and we have to use honey and pretty much everything because we use rhodiola and we use a very mm-hmm. potent rhodiola. So honestly, like we every formula will probably have some sort of honey in it just because we got to cover that up but yeah no so far it, it tastes amazing i'm really excited for people to get it in my opinion it tastes better than the blueberry honey mead that we currently have for focus so i'm excited to see what everyone else thinks of the new flavor okay i'll be excited for when you drop that new flavor and i'll be excited to see the feedback from the tns community norse and everyone within the supplement industry. yeah yeah it's gonna be fun um yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man. And then, um, just dropping another quick question your way: What are your personal goals that you would like to accomplish in the next couple of months? So, I try to split. I try to keep goals very specific, and I don't take on mm-hmm. too much, just because I don't believe in multitasking. I think multitasking is just half-assing a bunch of different stuff. You could get to the objective a lot quicker if you just kind of acquire tunnel vision on one thing and dive into it. But mm-hmm. I usually have a business goal and I'll have a personal goal. Business wise, I really want to see Norse hit that seven figure mark, not really even for money wise, but just because it's an indicator of growth and impact that we're having. So, you know, if we had seven figures, mm-hmm. it kind of puts us up there with other companies and it shows that our reach is getting a lot larger. So I'd like to grow us to that point. Hopefully the podcast helps with that and some other resources that we're doing. As far as personal, man, uh, it's really just a matter of spending more time with my kid. I'm always trying to be a better dad, be a better leader with people here at Norse as well. But yeah, I mean, just trying to improve constantly with being a good father. That's really my main priority always. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners, my man, in regards to the business goal, personal and the things that you want to accomplish. And yeah, you're right in regards to having like a laser like focus and accomplishing one goal before you move on to the next. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it, man. The quickest way to get to anything is in a straight line. So why is that any different when it comes to business? You know, people, especially entrepreneurs, we always have a million different ideas in our head of what we want to do. And we get side railed really easily with bullshit tasks that don't really move the needle that much. We just, oh, this would be a cool idea, but is it really making an impact? And is it getting you closer to that bigger goal? But every time that you go off course, it's just taking longer and longer to hit that big, big objective, you know? So yeah, that, that straight line approach is the best way. And of course I still get distracted and maybe even the podcast could be considered a distraction, but I, I think it's, growing the community so you know i think they play hand in hand together and then um something i did want to talk about is the norse fitness compound um when did you make that when did when did that come into so the norse compound started almost exactly four years ago july 3rd will be our four-year anniversary but the norse compound started because Really, I needed inventory space. Um, I was working out of my house at the time. And whenever North started making mm-hmm. knee sleeves and wrist wraps and all that, we were obviously getting a lot more inventory in at once. And 
I just couldn't do it at my house anymore. So I needed a place to kind of, well, I need warehouse space for Norse. And there were no other gyms around here that I was a fan of. I was kind of just bouncing around and really starting to lose my interest in fitness just because I couldn't find a solid gym. And I kind of just put two and two together. I'm like, all right, well, I need a warehouse space. I need somewhere to run Norse. I could also use the gym. I'm sure other people could use the gym. Plus, you know, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, Norse has always been a community. So that was kind of just a way to actually build a real community face-to-face with people and also tackle the whole warehouse thing and just have a cool gym to work out at. Okay. That's dope. And is the Norse compound, is that a private training facility or is it open? It's open to the public. Uh, I guess you could say it's private. You know, we have about a hundred members. I'll never have more than that. We don't do a lot of advertising. It's a pretty aggressive gym. So to say, like we play death metal and hardcore all times 24 7 there's no windows in the place like it's not we 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 have one (laughs) mirror by the dumbbells you know just for that bro pump and that's about it you know we have people that deadlift squat over 800 pounds pretty much on a weekly basis so it can be a little intimidating to just your normal person but you know the thing about this gym is you will never find more humble and supporting people in the world you know people go to planet fitness and they do they go places like that because it's not intimidating and they don't come here because they think it's going to be scary or some shit like that but if they just give it a shot they would realize that these people want them to improve and being around people that are better than them is the quickest way to find success you know that's in every aspect of your life so having a gym with just a bunch of heavy hitters and people that take fitness seriously will automatically help you improve as well yeah, that is very, very true. And Planet Fitness is trash <laughs> for, <laughs> for a lot of reasons. But yeah, I'll just yeah, put it out it there. Uh, I think my lifts decreased by like 20% when I went to Planet Fitness one time. And I was like, hell to the no, this environment is I walked trash. in there one time and I was on vacation. I was on vacation. I was just traveling. Yeah, I was in Minnesota. I was traveling. I just wanted to go in and do some cardio because I was cutting at the time. And they wouldn't even let me go in there to do cardio. And I was like, what is? what do you mean I can't? come in like you know pay the day pass whatever you know i was being polite about it and yeah no sorry you can't come in and i'm guessing it's because i look like an asshole which i do you know i have head tattoos and i look pissed off 99 percent of the time just naturally but they still denied me coming into the gym and i remember thinking to myself i would never do this with anyone that came into norse you know but this place is supposed to be so much more welcoming and i just got denied based off my appearance Solely based off just the way I look. And if I was to do that, I'd have a damn lynch mob after me, you know? Yeah. So Planet Fitness is a non-judgment <laughs> place. But then they'll judge people that look different or that take their fitness seriously or say no to the free pizza. Right. It's completely hypocritical in every way. All- yeah, so at the end of the day, the business model for Planet Fitness is that they're hoping that the inconvenience of you having to come in or fucking cancel your membership, you'll just say, it's right. just $10. They're, it's just $10. And you whole business the plan is for you to fail, so, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous to yeah. me. They, they legitimately cannot fit all their members into that place. You know, I think there's, there's a study done. They can hold 15% on average. 
of what their current members are, mm -hmm. but they charge such a low amount because they know people probably aren't going to come and it's only 10 bucks and they're not going to cancel because they feel good about having a membership. So what they did, I mean, it's brilliant from a psychology standpoint, you know, they just, they know people, they know most people and they just play on their weaknesses, which is fucked. But at the same time, you know, these people sign up for it and they continue to go. So whatever you're supporting it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it is what it is. I don't yeah, want to you're good. <laughs> for the rest of my day. <laughs> but um, Andy, I just wanted to say thank you so much for giving me and the listeners your time, getting on Content Inspire, sharing your story, because I know when the listeners hear this, they're going to go after it. And is there anything that you want to talk about or plug before we uh, No, that's about it, man. I really appreciate you having me on. This was a fun podcast to do. If for anyone that's interested in finding Norse on the interweb, whatever people are calling it these days, the internet, you can find Norse on Instagram at Norse underscore fitness. And you can visit our website, which is NorseFitness.co. And my personal Instagram as of lately is at Andrew Cliff Lewis. But yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll certainly tag everything that you just said down below. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Until next time.